Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at you should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck, and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit StairsApp.com today. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 341. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media. Having a good week, bud? I am very busy, very busy, but good. Yes, likewise. Yeah, nice. it's, uh, coming up for air occasionally is a good thing. It's hard to remember here, though. <laughs> what exactly do you do that again, coming up for air thing? I know. People keep telling me. Uh, doesn't seem to stick. <laughs> um, so the first one you posted, and actually I, I, I've been, again, so deep in things, I haven't even seen this, but uh, this is interesting. Yeah, this is interesting. So uh, if you haven't heard yet, Google has this new thing called Google My Business Insights. And it's, it's in Google My Business Profile. It kind of gives you an idea of how you know, some of the things are happening to your local business profile, it gives you some information about um, how often you're showing up for different types of things. Well, there was some real confusion because there was a breakdown between branded searches um, and direct searches, right? And Joy Hawkins, who we've had on the show and is really, really good. When we, talk, when we want to talk something about local search, Joy's the one to talk to. She actually went to and spoke to Google about this because she said every single article she read about how branded searches work inside this Google My Business Insights tool was wrong. So she wanted to get it right and wanted to go to the source. And she did. And she wrote up a really great article um, or, or actually a post on the local search forum. And it basically boils down to this. Um, Branded searches are searches for brands that you sell, even if it's part of your business name, and returns a list of results, right? So um, direct searches are searches for your specific location that return a knowledge panel. 
So you got branded searches. And what got me was for brands that you sell, not just your business brand, but anything that you sell that, that's connected mm. to your business, which I found pretty interesting. Yeah, and Google's done a mistake of mixing the two. Yeah, which is, it, it is. I, I think it kind of might, I kind of agree with you that it's a mistake. I think that it should be, because brand when, when you talk branded searches to marketers, that's the business brand. That's the brand name of the business. And if you're, if you're going to mix that with brands they sell, um, you know, grocery stores are going to have a big problem because <laughs> they sell a lot of brands, those kind of things. Um, but I thought it's interesting that direct searches are specific to searches that return a knowledge panel. Because I've, I've searched for different um, companies looking for their knowledge panel and it shows up on some searches and it doesn't show up on others. So it's really interesting to, to kind of play with that sometimes. It's hard to get an idea when and where those knowledge panels show up. Yeah, and especially because a lot of people will be doing this through mobile. I mean, yeah. how that will determine things. Um, the example she's, she, she provides is, you know, uh, a branded search would be one like State Farm Bob Hagen, this particular person. Um, mm -hmm. Now, uh, if a person types in Starbucks near me, that's a branded search because they're not just looking, you know, they're, they're looking for that brand near them. Mm -hmm. um, now, if they said Starbucks on Mission Hill, or Mission College Boulevard, that's a direct search. That's clear. And I think that would be great if Google could delineate those two. Uh, direct search, it's just like, whenever I look at Google Insights for my clients and try and get anything out of it, which frankly, I don't do a lot because there's not a lot to get out of it. There's just some a basic insight. Um, it reminds me of kind of like the, the direct organic traffic. It's, it's kind of like where they throw everything. <laughs> Yeah, it's a catch-all. <laughs> it's a catch-all, and, it, and, it, and it's deceptive. For example, if you are um, you know, going on that tangent, if you're looking at your Google Analytics organic, um, search or organic traffic and you look at it and it shows direct traffic, what that's also including is anyone who clicks on your Google My Business link to your website. So when there's that link, in, uh, go to their website, you click on that and you go to your site, that's falling under direct search unless you add uh, UTM tracking to it. So uh, that's the, what do they call it? The Google um, campaign URLs. I don't, know. I don't know. That's, I think that's how you can find it in your search. I always get confused how to find it, but anyway, it's a way of tagging uh, a URL and ensuring that it shows up as a tracked type of search. Now you're still gonna have it indirect, but at least you're gonna be able to see that traffic broken out somewhere else within your uh, reporting. So anyway. I thought it was interesting that she, she actually solved the problem. Because again, it's, it's been one of those things that's been misreported in a lot of different places online. And she went to the source and, and got it right. So Did she, They didn't change it though, did they? No, it's just people got it wrong. All these people are reporting on it have been. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next up is more Google My Business news, which is good. I think it's great to see that Google's up in the gamut on this stuff. It's there's a lot of stuff going on, um, and one of the uh, the big updates is to it's called version four point three, and it brings the addition of question and answer APIs. So now we can finally retrieve questions post answers and provide FAQs using an API. So the application pro programming interface. So 
Um, essentially, this means that tools online that you use that man help you manage your Google My Business listing will soon, if they haven't already, add the ability for you to manage and add your Q&As, which is so important. That's great because there's been really no way for people to tell when somebody asks a question. No, no, you have to yeah. check it physically, which is yeah. ridiculous. Um, another, uh, here's a full list of what is new. I'm just calling and I'll read this off here. Uh, of course, the question answer API, but also bulk read reviews. Um, in this case, uh, the code is retrieve reviews from multiple locations in a single call. So that's good. So if you have a lot of locations, you can retrieve all of the reviews with a single request. Um, you can see all unclaimed locations that Google thinks might be owned by you, again, through the API. Um, all this is the API, I should preface. Um, you can report issues um, as well, um, identify priceless sections, um, provide a caption when uploading new media. There's quite a few things. And, and I think that uh, this is a long time in coming. And I'm interested to see how the uh, software as a service providers are going to enhance their services with us. Nice. Which one do you guys, uh, I guess you don't do a lot of local SEO, but when you do, have, have you used a, a platform? Is it right local or? Um, I've used a couple different platforms, but not for the, for this kind of, of stuff as much. Mm -hmm. um, I've used something called Sweet IQ that was bought by Reach Local a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. um, I think I think the stuff that Mike Blumenthal does tied to um, get five stars because I know he's complained a lot about some of these things, um, but he's I've used him and I bet he's going to implement some of this stuff. Um, oh, for sure. They'll be on it yeah. right now, probably. Yeah. If they didn't already get a little bit of forewarning, which they do sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm sure Moz Local will introduce this kind of stuff as well. Yeah. Anyway, it's very good news. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so as, as usual, um, there's always, I think actually we mentioned it the last time we did the show just before um, Thanksgiving, there was chatter about some updates and stuff. Well, there always is, it seems, on Search Roundtable. And, and fair enough, you know, that yeah. uh, Barry keeps on top of it. Well, there yeah. is... Barry was, seems, actually, Barry was actually complaining in a different post that he wishes Google would stop saying, we update hundreds and th thousands of times a year. So <laughs> he's busy. That's why he's complaining. Yeah. Well, in this case, there appears to have been an update over Thanksgiving. Really... What it looks like by reading the comments is, and, and this is sort of boiled down in what Barry said too, is it, it just appears to be uh, some corrections perhaps to the medic update. Um, that was October 1st, I believe. Or was that August 1st? God, so, time is flying. Anyway. <laughs> I, think, I think this all came, I, th I think part of the problem with all these different updates is because now everybody wants to name every single one of them. Oh yeah, yeah. Why yeah. it seems like there's so many more than there used to be because we used to only give names to like major updates. Now we've got a we've got a Google Thanksgiving search algorithm update because they made some tweaks to the last update. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, anyway, um, there's just some shakeouts there. Seems to be a few things have corrected. Nothing unusual whatsoever. No. All right, well, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I've got a rant for you. I've got to uh -oh. keep on top of my game here. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. 
WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Okay, so... Here comes a rant. What yes. brand number is this? <laughs> One, I don't know. I just made up a number. It was very long. Um, Over 100 million. I know that. <laughs> it feels like it's about right. Um, okay, so trying to think of how to best preface or to put this out there, but essentially if you are interested in a large company to handle your web presence, make sure you do your homework. Okay. So yeah, well, I'm going to get, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So in this case, it would be one of these turnkey systems that for very little cost, um, you get a website. Um, They help you uh, get exposure um, they work with thousands of sites is the first thing they say. Usually when you talk to them on their sales calls, um, they, for example, just, this might not be the one you're talking about, but like Wix is a good example of a site like that. Is that what, that's the kind of site you're talking about? No, I'm thinking of worse. Worse than um, Wix? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I know. <laughs> so what they are typically are companies that offer the marketing as well. Um, they're a turnkey. So you would go to them and perhaps if you were a real estate agent or a travel company or a dentist, um, yes, that's one of the issues we're having with here. Um, you would go to these guys and they would create the website. They would um, get everything set up. It looks really pretty. You feel really looked after because it's an incredibly um, well-organized system. I mean, and it is a system. You get calls from everyone at these predetermined times. You can go onto one page and see all your results. 
So uh, it is it one of those places where their main sales pitch is, we know your industry, we deal with hundreds of businesses like yours, we know everything about you. Kind yeah. Of okay. Yeah, usually like that. They're usually hyper focused, um, which is not a problem in itself. Uh, and that's great. I mean, my dental practice is all my dental marketing practice is the same thing. However, we're totally anti proprietary. Um, in this case, um, I wish I could say the names, but uh, trying to de- figure out how to do that carefully. But th- anyway, I'll say them. <laughs> what's that? Text it to me. I'll say them. (laughs) Well, and in this case, the client um, switched, didn't tell us as they usually don't. I think it's they're afraid to get an an opposing opinion. And then by the time they've done it, they usually have to pay way up front a year um, or they're so embroiled in it. They can't do anything about it because oftentimes what it includes is a free website or uh, part of a website is part of the gig. Let's say not free. Uh, They set up your SEO they want to take over your plate, pay-per-click. They want to take over your SEO, I should say. Um, but if you're working with a marketing company, um, they are pretty much closed off. In this situation, the client has gone with a company who not only has proprietary platform within WordPress. So that's just it. They're using WordPress, but then they decide to proprietize, if that's a word, um, their yeah. theme. And so you can't take that site away. When you leave, yeah, sure, you get the content. They make it sound all nice. You get the content, the images, whatever you want, but you need to build a new site. That's one thing. But the part that just eats me up, I guess can't handle it, is that they they always, and this is happening again with another client as of yesterday, they put their own analytics code in. They do not, re, don't use the one you've had for years. They completely reset and they will not use your analytics code. So what does this mean to users or to owners? Well, first of all, if you go to this company and try it out, you could be as happy as all hell. Maybe five years down the line, maybe one year, they start screwing up. Maybe they get a bad result, you know, new, the new company buys them, whatever. And that happens often. And you just don't like them. You leave, you do not own that analytics info. They won't give it to you. Um, and you've got a huge gap between your original one that you do own and the one and, and that one, which you're going to try and use again. It's totally useless. Uh, the data they're doing this to make it hard, hard for you. There is no ethical reason to do it. I keep saying that even to their faces on phone calls when I get on, on the call with them, cause I'm not afraid. I'm just going to get on there and pull, call them out, but they just don't have a word. They don't have to answer it. They, yeah. they cannot excuse it. And yet they do it. Um, it's, it's, what they, it's what their system does. And the people that you talk to have no control over that. And they just, they have no idea of how or why it's a problem. They're just either salespeople or support people. They're not the back end. We built the system people. Yeah. Right? And I take a perverse pleasure, I admit, in making them, well, pretty much stumping them so they can't say anything. They're like, yes, I know. I work for a corrupt company. <laughs> I, I know it's, it's perverse, but there is no ethical reason. It's that simple. It, it's best practices to keep your analytics code, even if you have a new website. It's all that data, all the pay-per-click tracking. Uh, yes, you typically have it on AdWords as well, but often, I bet you they'll start their own AdWords account too for you. They keep everything. And then that data is not yours. And it's yours. It really should be. It, this is stuff you own. It is your data. Yep. Um, 
uh, and uh, just God drives me insane. So please, if you're going to go to one of these companies, do not do it without running it by uh, a trusted advisor, be a friend, a marketer, but someone who knows what they're doing and go in eyes wide open. Know that you are losing a lot of information, a lot of benefit, and you will have a painful exit. Yeah, and it's, and it's not just <sighs> analytics these companies do this to. Like you even mentioned at the beginning with the website piece, right? Yeah. yeah, you can have your content. Here's here's a bunch of Word documents. That doesn't help you when you're trying to run a website. And you know, if you can't transfer the website to a new host intact, there's a problem. Oh, and oh, oh this other one. Um, we're dealing with now. And and I'm not saying just a, a bitch to everyone here. I, I want you guys to listen so you know what to look for. And in this situation, um, we are still handling the pay-per-click marketing for one client, even though she went away. And I think we're going to have to drop her. Uh, it's just because the company, um, and in this case, uh, I can say it's Patient Pop, they w- refuse to allow us access to her um, analytics. Um, so we can set up conversion tracking or do anything. Um, even the um, AdWords, they want us to give them access to her account so they can add themselves. Or it's, it's the most confusing thing ever. They will not do anything for us. Nothing. And it is so frustrating. <laughs> Just, yeah. you know, it gets our blood what boiling. Is, now, what does the client say when you say, look, I'm trying to get this done, but I can't because of X, Y, Z, this other company won't let me do how do you deal with already in this case the client's already signed a one year they're pooched and they're afraid to say anything they know they've already dug their grave you can get out of contracts it's not impossible no but i don't think the client has as the like she's been very happy with how they've treated her and that's just it they do a very good job of putting together a very good system i can't deny that um the problem is uh they just don't realize how much they're losing by doing this. Um, and it's very frustrating for from our perspective because we've done a good job for them. And they just, they want more of a unified presence, a, one company that does it all. But when you get that, you are losing out too on a lot well, of the independence you have. There are plenty of companies out there that do it all that don't trap you like that. That yeah. try to trap their clients. I just seem to keep running into the ones that do. <laughs> Trap. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and, and to, to agree, I think, what did I do to lose these people? You know, and, and that's a fair question. And, and I think a lot of the time it is because when we're not a big company, we don't have thousands and thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars to create these systems that merge all the data into one dashboard, which does a lot of people like that. Mm-hmm. But the loss, oh, they only knew how much they're losing. And you just think all the history. They can't look at how they're performing versus how they performed before. Well, well, to me, the worst one of these, and and I might get yelled at for naming them, is is a company that does local search. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I should name them or not. Let's just say Dwayne Forrester, a good friend, works for them. So if you know Dwayne, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> right? And I've I've got them on the phone a lot numerous times and badgered them about their practices because what they do is something not the same, but they still try to hold a client hostage in a way because in local search, it's all about updating your, your uh, citations and making sure mm. your business profiles. You know where you're getting to. Yeah. 
and all this stuff. Well, this company that Dwayne works for, and I'm throwing Dwayne under the bus, I guess now, even though when he first announced he was going to go there, I messaged him and said, look, dude, you got to fix this. And we had a couple of conversations about it, but there's nothing he can do because it's the way their systems work. But they feed everything in via APIs. So it's a great system as far as you, you go in and you say, here's my local business. I want to update all my NAP information in all these different places, or I want to update all this information. They do it via API. Makes it really simple, makes it real consistent, makes everything work. And But it's a live API, which means those systems, let's say it's Google My Business, they pull data out of this, this API on an ongoing basis, right? So what happens is, that you're with these guys, you're with this company, you know, and are managing your local search stuff for years. And then all of a sudden something happens, um, you can't afford them or um, you, get, you get in a big fight with your account rep and you, you decide to quit, right? You're not going to stay with this company anymore. Since all this stuff is being pulled live from their API, they turn you off as a client. That API turns off, all your information reverts back to what it used to be which means those two or three years that you were paying for this service to, to update and keep your information current was wasted money because it all went back to where it was before you started with them. Mm. So, they, so they basically keep you hostage all along until you know, you, you've got to keep paying us or you're, all this work we've done for you is going to disappear. It's, you gotta, I just don't understand how there aren't laws against this. Yeah, me either. But it's technology. It's one of those things where technology is way ahead of where the legal system is. Yeah, and it's also capitalistic tendencies. It's yeah. if you're capitalist, you seem to get away with anything. Um, and I should have clarified the one thing about this this issue um, of patient pop was uh, not so much the analytics. That was fine. It was although painful the fact that they did switch the the in this case they did use their own api or sort of their own analytics code which i totally think is is incorrect not the way to do it but we were trying to reconnect our adwords because <laughs> they removed it they totally removed it and yet the client had a campaign going that's not something you do I mean, yeah. if you're looking out for the client, you make sure this is done. Well, none of that was done. They just followed a checklist, I feel like. And, and as a result, we're, we've spent countless hours trying to get reaccess, get access again. We said, well, can you, you know, add us? And they said, no, but if you give us admin access to their account, we'll, we'll give you. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why would we give you this? It's just, yeah. All you have to do is add our email, man. Just add our email. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's, it's chaos. And then please, when it comes down to just buyer beware big time and you know, what seems sweet and awesome, it's going to probably bite you the butt later on because nothing comes free and yeah. the best stuff. I mean, typically you have to work hard and some of the stuff, uh, makes it seem like you don't, but you do. Yeah. Well, and you got to think too, there's, there's different types of clients and the clients that want everything together and automated and simple. Um, are one type. And then there's clients that really want to build personal relationships and really focus on service and, and good work. And that's another type of client. Your business is not geared towards those people that are one that automated, you know, everything taken care of and I don't have to worry about it. Yours is geared towards building relationships um, and understanding a person's business and helping them grow that way as mm -hmm. automating it all. So there's going to be clients that are for you and some that aren't. Yep. And it's going to be, it's going to be that way forever. It's true. Yeah, always has been, always will be. But I am seeing more of these companies come around. Um, and uh, uh, 
three times in the last while I've had this. In fact, one of them we took, tried to take a site away, and yes, we got it, uh, but they we I, I made quite a, a deal out of this. They said, "Well, no, we 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 can't create the site. We can't give you the site created." But if you'd like, we, I've, I've got a quote, we can rebuild the site for you in WordPress, then you can just take it away from there. And they were like thousands of dollars to do it. Um, and I'm like, no, I think we can handle it for the client. Thank you. <laughs> WordPress plugins that will back it up and let you restore it in like a matter of minutes. <laughs> yeah, you know, they got that locked down tight too. <laughs> um, anyway let's take a quick break we come back we've got a bit more news uh, about google beta testing and Mueller files seo 101 will be back right after recess Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So, beta testing. What's this all about? <laughs> so, and I actually signed up for it right before the show here. So, I'll let you know if they let me in and I'll keep you guys informed. But basically, and this has happened before, they're looking for beta testers for the Google Search Console's performance report. And I put a link in our community in Google Plus. So, you can go there if you want to try it. There's a link to the form. You sign up. They're looking for ones that are specifically um, complicated sites. 
Um, it doesn't have to be your own site if you're necessarily working for a client. As long as you have access to their um, search console, they, they they actually ask you for the email that gives you access to that search console in the form where you're signing up. So um, it'll be it'll be interesting if anybody that listens to the show gets access and and I don't <laughs> becomes a beta tester. We'd love to hear uh, what's going on. So obviously they're making changes. Um, hopefully making it better and not stranger, which they've done <laughs> in the past. <laughs> so just just an update. If you're cool. interested, go to the community. The 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 there's a post with the link to the sign up form. All right. The next is a Mueller file. Google recommends using one URL for all seasonal content. This is it's interesting, it. eh? Yeah, but it's also kind of some clickbait. Um, from Search Engine Journal, right? Because they gave a couple solutions on how to deal with seasonal content, and only one of those two solutions was use a single URL. <laughs> <laughs> Fair because enough. Because I, I, I read the headline, I'm like, wait a minute, what is this? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So, <laughs> but, so they, they, the two options are publish the content for a reasonable length of time. So <clears throat> as long as your seasonal content, let's say you are um, e-commerce and you have a bunch of Christmas sales or Christmas products um, that go away after the Christmas season, then you have things, you know, then you have Easter products, and then you have Halloween products, then you have Thanksgiving products, like a costume shop would be um, great if you have Halloween products, actually not like a party store, I guess it's better than a costume shop, a party store, because you have different seasonal things that you sell based on whatever the season is. And they say, as long as the content's there for a reasonable length of time, it shouldn't be a problem. Because a lot of companies will say, well, here's my here's my um, Thanksgiving section with our Thanksgiving products. As soon as Thanksgiving's over, they pull all those products and put their Christmas products in the same place. Um, I kind of always recommend against that um, personally. It just doesn't make sense to me to because it, it all goes it all goes back to the idea of topical themes. If you have a page as a topical theme as Thanksgiving, and people are linking to it with thanksgiving related inbound links and you're building up authority around thanksgiving and then you switch it to christmas and then all of a sudden people are linking to it with christmas links that to me means that those pages are not going to be as strong long term as a page that's dedicated to christmas or pages dedicated to thanksgiving um, even if people aren't going to go there during certain parts of the year it still maintains its relevancy and its authority on those topics i just don't understand the idea of anybody from Google recommending that you put it all on one page. That doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Yeah. I'm with you. It seems like a very yeah. bizarre thing. Um, huh. Here, here's Mueller's exact quote. He says, I'm reading uh, it now too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing you could do is use a single URL and reuse that depending on the individual seasons you want to target. Obviously John Mueller is not an SEO. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, I would love to actually ask you about this because it doesn't, it really seems just totally. I think I get what he's saying though. It's just, this is the page that you quote any seasonal sales, or this is the page that has seasonal information. It's not so much, this is your Christmas, like, I don't know, maybe for larger sites, it would be absolutely clearly the wrong way. Um, in this case, if, if, seasonal activities. I'm not sure he's thinking the same way as a person doing e-commerce. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I just, if you read this, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. You know. Well, he's asked to weigh in on so many things that 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I can't blame him. I mean, sometimes he probably just wants to answer and to say, you know, maybe this, maybe that. And, and that's just it. You got to be really careful to note that there are lots of maybes sometimes in this, in this content and, or it might make sense is one of his, his favorite terms. And I would use the same content <laughs> or the same words. I mean, you, you can't answer everything for certain. I, I guess part of his explanation does make a little bit of sense is that if you had one seasonal page and you didn't have a page for each holiday, that seasonal page could build you know, a much stronger backlink profile because it's not going to be diversified across the different holidays. But those backlinks, it'll help tell them that the page is important, but the relevancy that's transferred through those backlinks will be all over the place for all the different holidays. So to your point, Ross, I think if you have a really big site and you can build a strong enough backlink profile for each of those individual holiday pages, that makes sense to have individual pages. If you're a smaller site, maybe only having one seasonal page works better just because A, you don't have to maintain as many pages because you're a smaller business apparently, and, and B, you have the ability to collect those inbound links to that seasonal page. That one page. Well, another thing I might do is if you had, if I had a Christmas page and let's say it's August. Um, obviously that page is not really relevant right now, but I would have put something on there. Okay. Uh, you know, this, uh, Christmas is X amount of days away. I'd have a little counter. And then I, on there, I would say, here are some of the sales we had last year and list a few of them. And these are the, our biggest sellers. Um, and then maybe another form, a blow saying, would you like to be notified when our sales come back online again? Would you ever consider 302ing all the holidays to the current holiday. Yeah, I would consider that. Yeah, Whether I, or not it'd be the best move, I don't know, but I would consider it. Yeah, I'd want to research it a little bit. And again, every, and I heard a great phrase the other day, every site's a snowflake, right? They're all- Yes. <laughs> so you kind of have to play this by ear depending on the individual site. I, I like that. We'll have to use that too. That's yeah. very true. It's like a fingerprint, mm -hmm. no question. Okay, what else we got here? Oh yes, a question. That's the last bit here. We have a question from Dale Olorenshaw. He wants to pick our brains. He says, in recent months, I've decided to try and obtain some SEO freelance work whilst also working full-time at an agency. I'm managing to get out and meet a few prospects and, ex and exchange questions. I was wondering, what are some of the most important questions you all ask new clients to gather key information? For example, I've started writing up a list of questions I would like answers to, such as what previous SEO work has been done on your website? Have you previously had a team or a one-man freelancer working for you? What are your website's main KPIs or key performance indicators? Are there any questions you make sure to ask or answers you all seek when first meeting a new client or prospect? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is actually really interesting because that conference I was at last month, um, I spent some time in a booth. Basically, people would sign up for one-on-one -on -one SEO consultations through the, uh, and there was, we went through a couple hundred through the booth, through the three-day conference, and I myself probably did 30 or 40. And when people sat down, the first question I asked was, I had no idea why they were there. I had no idea what was going on. The first question I asked was, why are we talking? What is your pain point? What are you trying to solve? Why do you, what, what's going on where you think you need help? Mm-hmm. And that, to me, every single time, it sparked a conversation. And once they answer that question, it, it'll, it'll bring up other questions that are related, and it, it kind of drives the whole conversation. 
yeah, to consider continuing using our winter metaphors. It, it, it snowballs at that point. At that point, <laughs> there you go. And it, it is still on the ground, and my pond's frozen, so it all works. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no mosquitoes. This is good. Yes. <laughs> so, I I typically I do that. Um, I, I, soon after, I ask what their expectations are to make sure it's in line with what we can provide. Um, do you actually ask them their expectations or do you? Well, sometimes I do. Sometimes I, I'm a little more, you know, work around that, but uh, yeah, I don't say, what are your expectations? No, I, I, I go through and I say, okay, so what, what do you expect? So in this case, I would kind of, I'd say, what, what, what are you looking for out of this? What do you expect to achieve and how quickly um, and what kind of roughly, what kind of budget are you working with? Um, I don't want them to say you have this much money to work with. I mean, I would, but they don't. <laughs> um, and, and, and that gives me some idea of whether or not it's going to be a good fit. Um, in addition, um, I try and get across quite clearly that um, doing the work we do requires almost a partnership between us and the clients. Yeah. Gone are the days where we can do everything to get them the visibility they need. No, they need to build their authority. They need to, um, act on our suggestions and all the ones who have done really well with us do that it's out questions almost i'd say 95 90 up to 99 percent of them who follow through get the results they want um and the other ones that don't they have a much lesser results that's just yeah you know. and, and i think one of the most important conversations to have right up front is to get to know their business what are their business goals how do they do business where do they make their money and how does that connect to the online space, particularly search, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, and a lot of that comes out of that first question too. Or yeah, you, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. a lot of times it doesn't, and you got to make sure. You, <laughs> right? you oh gotta, yeah, you got to understand. You know, what are where do you make your money, and how does it connect to organic search? Yeah, and part of the ex expectations answers that as well. I find uh, again, it's almost every conversation is a snowflake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> When it comes down to it, um, they are, let's call it a snowball. Here we go. Um, and it comes down to it. They, uh, they often tell you what they need, which is more sales or, um, mm -hmm. they want more a presence. I'm getting that a lot these days. In fact, I've got a lot of prospects these days who already are busy as hell, but they don't want to be invisible online. And it's a unique position because we're like, okay, so we're back to just rankings. Yeah. Um, well, Dale actually had a really good point is one of the things you also want to make sure you check on is what have you tried before? You know, has it worked? Has what's worked for you? What hasn't worked for you? Um, those kind of questions can often lead to uncovering, well, we hired these people to do link building for us. I'm about to say. <laughs> Stop right there. Yeah. Always ask, have you done link yeah. building in the past? Yeah. <laughs> um, also, have you, are, are you aware of any, um, penalties you've had you know um yeah. have you ever been you know have you gotten notices from google have you noticed extreme dips in rankings um there is a lot of uh, yeah. and you know when you worked with a company in the past what went wrong it also tells me a lot about their expectations i'll always ask if they'll give us if they've worked with other seo firms or marketing agencies i'll say can you give us some of the reports that they gave you in the past oh yeah just to kind of get an idea of what they were doing, or at least what they were reporting on, you know, the, an agency's reporting structure can tell you a lot about what they do and don't do. 
especially when there's lots of custom commentary. That's one of the things we pride ourselves on trying to provide. And, you know, every month is just, okay, this is what we think is happening. This is what we think you should do. And, you know, it's not cookie cutter. Someone's actually looking at it and caring about it. And that's important. What about the other side of this question that Dale didn't ask? What do you tell them about yourself when they're asking you questions? When well, I guess it depends on the questions, but um, I always, I'm super hypersensitive to um, the negative reputation SEO typically has from all the fly-by-nights. So I make very okay. sure to tell them, you know, I've been uh, doing this for a long time. Do, do um, they ever say, "Methinks thou dost protest too much"? <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> I think they're refreshed by it, and 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 I, I'm very clear with them too about our mission, which is to become a long-term provider. You know, we, yeah. we want to be trusted and, and work with them long-term. Most of our clients have been with us 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a source of pride. You know, that you can't, that's, that's, you know, you build trust that way. Yeah. But not, not all SEOs work under that model though. No, they no. should. I, I, I honestly believe I'm, I'm in the same mindset as you. I'd rather be a, a business's partner when they talk about their SEO team. They want, I want them to be talking about us but there are companies out there that their main goal is to, um, how should we put it nicely, um, burn and churn, churn and burn. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and they're the ones that are sensitive because they're usually the ones that have destroyed aspects of our, our, our reputation in this industry. Yep. Uh, anyway, that's a depressing ending. To- <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought it was a good question, actually, because a lot of people like Dale are just getting into SEO, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to, to, to understand the mindset of clients that have been getting 50 calls from marketing agencies a month for the past two years, and how do you communicate to them that, to let them, A, know that they can trust you, B, know that, that, that they're not going to get burned, um, unless, of course, you're one of those SEOs that burn people, uh, <laughs> then they can't trust you either. Uh, but but that conversation is never easy, especially for someone new in the space. Yeah. And and I, I urge them to do their homework. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that says volumes as well. You know, look us up. Uh, look at our reviews. Um, if we get to a certain stage, because I do not offer this directly right away, because it would just be too overwhelming for my clients. But if it's to a stage of, you know, this is serious. Uh, you, they, they've got a substantial budget. They really want to go for it. Um, I will connect them with clients to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I don't want to badger my clients, but occasionally this is a great opportunity for both of us. All right, great. Sure. Here, let's connect you and you guys can talk. Um, there's, you know, you've, you've got to prove yourself uh, some way or another. And, and uh, something, something else, Dale, you should realize when you're talking to these clients that I, I don't think a lot of new SEOs understand as much is this is a long sales cycle in most cases. Um, SEO is not a, a one or two conversation sales process. It, it takes, I've had SEO sales take over a year to, to close. So don't, don't expect to have a conversation, tell them everything you need, and they're going to sign on the dotted line. It, it takes multiple conversations. Yeah, unless you've had an opportunity to build trust in some other way. But yeah. Even then, it, that shortens the cycle for sure. But even Definitely. then, it's going to take weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Well, thanks, Dale. That's a great question. I hope uh, we get a few more out there, and I appreciate you. Yeah, I wonder if it's because we, we, we gave hell last week. I don't know. But anyway, appreciate you <laughs> for leaving her a question. 
Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, thanks for joining us today. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.